This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to part three of the Stompcast. Uh, Sophie and I are still very much meandering through uh, Greenwich Park and it is still thankfully not raining. So we're <laughs> We've winning. been very lucky We've today. We've got about another 20 minutes or 25 minutes and we'll have done really well. So stay away rain for at least 25 minutes or so. Otherwise, I can bring my helpful brolly into the equation. Um, so, I mean, you had your accident in 2017 and you've talked a little bit earlier about how it was kind of day by day and getting through that time. And one can only imagine how challenging that those times must have been. One can only imagine really what those challenges must have been. Now, you know, your position and what the work that you do on Instagram, on social media and you know, across multiple platforms really is all about educating but it's also about motivating I think as well and yeah. help giving people a sense of positivity you know like a realistic positivity in life and and sharing your kind of experiences so I just wondered if we could delve into some of some of your life lessons I guess things that you've learned along the way life things that have got 27. you through <laughs> 27 yeah 27 years is a long time you're calling me old no but it's a long I'm 32 so don't okay. <laughs> I can always trump you that one. I'm yeah. older. Um, I just keep I keep thinking, no, it's okay. I'm 23. I'm not 32. It's fine. But sadly, <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't add up. Um, so yeah, I guess like what are the what are the big things that you've learned from in life? Maybe challenges, but also like positive experience you've had, and and how do they play a role now in the work that you do, motivating others or you know providing the messages that you provide. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that you brought up like educating but also seeking joy as well because I remember when I first got into the space, especially when I started creating a lot of educational content. So I had this series called Sunday School with Soph and it started in the pandemic, um, obviously as all great things did now. Um, and I was every, every Sunday would have a different infographic on Instagram and that would be a, a different educational piece about something disability related, whether that was like ways to make the gyms more inclusive, um, different language to use about disability, like a whole range of different things. Um, and I really loved doing it because I really felt like I was getting a lot of worth out of it and I really felt like I was helping people learn more. But then alongside of that, it was really hard on me as just an individual because it took a lot of research, it took a, a lot of time, which I absolutely do not mind doing, but it also meant that a lot of people were using me. I felt like a bit like a textbook. Mm -hmm. And I felt, one, a lot of responsibility, and I had to, a couple of times, just reiterate that, like, 
I can, I, I'm happy to educate on my experiences, but I can't speak for a whole community, sure, sure. you know, where one in every five people are disabled. I can't speak for all of those mm. people. Um, and it also just felt like my boundaries were being less and less respected because I would every day open my DMs to multiple different questions and I would just, you know, some of them would be inappropriate and some of them I'd just think oh, I haven't got the time or capacity to yeah. really give this the nuance that it deserves. Yeah. And so that's when I realised that I really wanted to include a lot more disabled joy on my mm. Instagram. I thought I love doing the educational content and I still do do it, um, but I also make sure to include a lot of my own joy and a lot of just joy in general because I, I think that. that's so important to see. Because uh, I think we often think of disabled people and marginalised people in general as just being, oh, well, help us learn, help us do better. But I think it's also important to remember that we can just be here to contribute to like yeah, a, you have skill sets you have outside to, of to society education. to everything absolutely you know and 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 have fun as well life is it's you know especially when you have challenges as we all do i guess in life in various ways you it's easy to forget the importance of have a laugh and have some fun yeah. and have joy isn't it and it was funny throughout my injury there there are so many times where even in hospital where it was probably like a little bit inappropriate but times where you know you've found something funny or you've found joy in it and I'm sure people who have had injuries can probably really relate as well where you know I think it was when I'd one of the I'd just woken up from my injury yeah. and I think I'd made a joke about them oh, sorry I, I would get out of bed for you then but you know I, I can't oh, so to one of my gosh. friends and them just being like shocked and it was just like little moments like that where I thought you need to like capture that joy, that silliness, yeah. and almost just have a little bit of a laugh with it. It's kind of the, uh, they say like laugh, you cry, but also it isn't even as negative as that. It's kind of like looking for the light in situations sometimes, because honestly, yeah. sometimes in life you do, you know, so you have almost like days, you get out of bed and like you get on with your day and like 10 different things have happened. You just cannot believe why everything's yeah. against you. And sometimes you are better just having a laugh about yeah. like, are you I kidding me? Like, what is going on? Um, I remember thing. literally on Sunday, it was just the Sunday, I was in Kentish town, I was going to see, I don't know if you know Chihuahua, is a fantastic comedian who I really, okay, really cool. love. And then literally, just as I got out of the cab, I popped a tyre, I ran over some glass. Oh, no. And in all of six years of being disabled, I've never popped a tyre in my wheelchair. And I just oh. thought, what bad luck. And I just thought, well, it's 8pm on a Sunday, there's nothing I can do about it now. We'll go enjoy the show and yeah. then I'll deal with it tomorrow. And it's just that kind of like problem solving. I think I really learned from being disabled of going, okay, well, this is a crap situation. What can I do about it now? What do I need to do? And like not letting it consume me. Yeah, I think you've got to do that, haven't you? What kind of um, what kind of humour do you like? What kind of comedy is it? Comedy, I am. Um, do you know what? I, I didn't really realise it until quite recently, but I, I really just do love like, like British comedy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes I watch like I do love some American shows. I love The American Office, but I do just I really love James A. Caster. Yeah, yeah. I think I, like yeah, he's yeah. I. But you see him live, it'll be three times I'm seeing him live this year. I sound like a stalker. Yeah. <laughs> but, but really, really love like his style of comedy. Um, I like Mac Michael McIntyre as well, just for his, yeah. just because like I, I really like situational humour where you're like, you know, he does jokes like running down the, like when you've got your trolley and you're running down Tesco's and you're like, I'll have this. I don't, just, I, it, things you can really relate to because you look at your own yeah. life and you go like, I've definitely done that. I do whatever. that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what I quite enjoy. And I think that does get you through a lot of times as well, doesn't yeah. it? Just being able to have to have a laugh. So, I mean, aside from like comedy, what other things like, do, what else does give you joy? I mean, you said about um, swimming and you said about going to the gym. 
you know, what other stuff? Is it kind of a sense of community? Is there any, do you have any niche hobbies we can know about? Um, I just so many, I have so many like really intense interests on like really? very like rogue things. Like my, I'd say my biggest one is probably history. I, not, uh, sorry, music is probably my biggest one. I absolutely just adore music. I mean, I'm right now wearing the Madonna merch that yeah, I bought from cool. the show last night. That's so but, cool. Um, there's, yeah, music's probably the biggest thing in my life. Um, I grew up with my dad always blaring music constantly throughout the house. Um, you know, we've been to every Madonna show together since I was first. So he's okay. So he's also oh, yeah, big he, Madonna. Yeah, so real I, Madonna fans. Oh, then. he is the very much the instigator of this yeah. obsession. Where I when I moved out and I moved to London, he gave me there's this old picture of Madonna he got for his 21st birthday, yeah. and he actually gave it to me to take like to my flat. Um, and that was really special because he got it for his birthday and then I got to take oh, it to my amazing. flat when I moved out. But music's always been such a special part Am of it. Am I right in saying that you also love, I think you really like Taylor Swift oh, as well. Right. I'm, a, I'm a Swifty. Are you a Swifty? I'm a Swifty, yeah. Oh, I love what is your favourite era? What kind of album girl are you? Like, I'm, really, I'm really bad at changing the album names. <laughs> I say this, I'm like really like, this is Do an ADHD, I'm blaming ADHD on this, but I'm not very good at that. But I, I mean, I, I just listen to her pretty much on, just on repeat. Oh, really. um, and that's the good thing about Taylor is there's, there's something for every situation, isn't I, love story is definitely like my yeah. fave one I've listened I think I did that thing where if you listen to a song enough it mess it like tells you like on the top whatever percent of people that have listened you're, to that song you're, in, yeah. you're like a hyper fan basically of that one so I'm so bad for it like people always ask for like names of songs I'm like I don't know you don't know I don't it. know I just you play know, it I my, just listen to it <laughs> my flatmate is exactly the same because I mean I do, I mean I adore everyone I adore Beyonce as well and I remember the first time we went to go see Beyonce live we were um it was in 2016 and we were at the barrier and I know my flatmate, as much as he loves a song, he'll never remember a lyric. Yeah. Never. Yeah, Not a single I'm, lyric. I kind of like that, I think. I don't know why. And it was when she was, I just remember her running down the runway of the stage and she was coming to sing one part of Drunken Love like with us. Cool. And I looked at him and I went, don't you dare mess this up. <laughs> not in front of her. I will not allow Sacrilege. that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you seen have you seen Taylor Swift? Like, have do you, you know what? I have never thing? seen Taylor before. I'd love to see well it's, they, she's coming, isn't she? Yeah, so. I do have tickets. Oh um, do you? That's I amazing. Do. I know. They feel well, a little bit like um, you know, when Charlie gets If all the your friends ticket. don't want to come and you've got no one else to ask, <laughs> yeah. I'm very happy. I'll bear that in mind. <laughs> I don't a, think you'll have a problem bringing yeah. another person there to be fair. <laughs> they were a little bit like they were like, oh, so who's the plus one it's a little uh, bit of a hunger game situation yeah, yeah, for that yeah, ticket. okay yeah, I, see what, <laughs> I see what you mean this is, because i mean didn't it crash the website or something oh, God, like yeah. they couldn't actually i mean bearing in mind obviously they were very well aware people were going to apply so even with a i yeah. don't know what you do to kind of boost a like website a, yeah. but a super tough server it still got absolutely it battered just by. completely broke Ticketmaster. um in the, in because when it came to the by the time it came to the uk they never did a general sale which is just, I've never heard of that happening for a show where the pre-sale demand is so much that just don't get through to never sale. goes to, to general sale, yeah. It just shows how much music does have the power of connecting people, though. And it's, again, it's yeah. something that I've come back to quite a lot on the Stompcast, is I do think music has an amazing ability to bring people together. You know, it's about connecting communities mm. and providing like a medium that you connect. I think it's just fantastic for that, isn't it? Like, we yes. all feel something. You listen to Love Story or whatever you feel uh, shake, shake It Off is when I do listen to a lot as well because I find it just really is a good one. If I'm in a bad mood, that's the one song that will often... You can just shake click. it off. Yeah, just shake I literally, in my head, I'm like, it's coming off my shoulders, done. You know, I just find it really helps. And I think everyone takes something from those kind of songs. Don't yeah. They? In a different way, perhaps, but you, you yeah. take something. I think, absolutely. I think what I... I mean, one of the reasons why I love Taylor is I feel like you can get a song like Shake It Off and it's just a good pop yeah. song and you can dance and you can just be happy yeah. and silly. And then you'll get songs on, like, like 
Evermore, like on the Evermore album Folklore, mm. where she has such an amazing songwriting mm. ability and such a good storytelling ability mm. as well. Um, and I think seeing that range in music and like what mm. it provides to people, and I think that the mm. fact that that's all coming from one artist, I think mm. it's just amazing. Mm. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, listen, I've, I've loved chatting with you, before I, but I can't let you go until you tell me <laughs> about uh, the other girls' club and uh, am I allowed to come or not? Yeah, <laughs> you are. You, Alex, you can be one of the other girls. It's I can fine. be one of the other girls. I, not... I was reading about um, the concept. I just wondered if you could could share uh, you know why you started it but I, I i really liked it and i liked it because i thought it just provide it makes people feel who perhaps feel outside as part of does that kind of make sense that's what yeah. that was my how i took from it but yeah. yeah but why did you why did you start it and what have you seen in terms of the community yeah so it was inspired a little bit by taylor um I'm hoping i love you, that that's probably why i liked it probably well. why you loved it i you could feel the taylor energy it. i yeah. could feel the taylor energy in it. um so i know like one of taylor's ethos is do you know people shouldn't feel ashamed for enjoying things and you know we shouldn't shame people for just having fun and being silly yeah. and that's one of the reasons why i wanted to start it because i thought especially as like when we're young girls we often think like there's that saying which is like I'm not like other girls. I'm different and unique. And I think a lot of girls go through that before we work through our internalised misogyny. Um, and then the club isn't just for girls, but it was born out of that phrase of, I'm not like other girls. So I wanted to create a space where you can be exactly like the other girls. Um, you know, we can all come together. We can enjoy things together. And that's really what we do. We do online events every month. So via Zoom, we do different like book clubs or we discuss albums. Or we even did the Beyonce pub quiz like mm. through Zoom as well, which is really I love fun. that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I do very badly. You do very badly, but you have fun, and that's all that matters. You have a Um, laugh, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's just, and we do all uh, like in real life events as well. Like I know in the new year, there's so much pressure around. You know, I'm going to get on the diet, and I'm going to go to the gym and start this. And the dreaded new year, the dreaded new year, new me. And I really just want to say, do you know what? Like, take that, put that in the bin. We're all going to get together, and we're going to do a dance class. We're going to like move our bodies because it's good to, you know, for your physical health and your mental health. But we're going to do it because we want to move our bodies, want to have fun and not out of a place of shame. And I think that really sums up the club just for people come together to enjoy things and to like make friends and like find that community. We did an event. We did a sip and paint the other couple of weeks ago. 
and we actually had everyone, nearly everyone came on their own and when they left, they actually, a little group within the group that came left together and all went and got a drink together. That's awesome. And even I was thinking, oh. Does that make you feel proud? Yeah, it does a little Do you bit. Feel, you must feel I a sense of pride. I know how hard it is to like show up yeah. to things on your own as well. Like, um, and I, I, I wouldn't mind going to a show or something on my own, or I often go to the cinema on my own, to be honest, but I know that it takes a great deal of confidence yeah. to be able to do it. So I really have so much respect for like people who came and they do that at our events. It just makes me really proud. It, it, you know, and I, 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 I think from from spending this time with you and what I've seen, I think it's just, you know, it's amazing that you have such a warmth of energy. You have a really oh, warm, thank you. I know you've said it before, I'm sure they have, you have a really warm energy and it's a really nice thing to, to see and I think that is an infectious thing, a positive infectious yeah. thing, unlike the COVID. Um, it's definitely <laughs> a good thing. There's an example of humour and things you shouldn't, but you know, it's it's so true and I think that we could all do with just checking on ourselves and make sure that the energy we put out is as, as much as we can that it is positive. I, I yeah. kind of a believer that you get back what you put out into the world. Absolutely. I think that's the net. Not all the time. People can be horrible to you. Things happen in your life. But in general, if you continuously put out, you know, a general, you know, you, you treat people well and you put out a good energy. Yeah. I think I you think get that back. My dad always just say, you know, like people will, uh, if, if you put out good energy and you're, you're treating people well, people are going to naturally attract to you because you'll yeah. be good to be around. You know, so we, I think it's so important to remember that we get to choose what we can give time and energy to. So if someone isn't giving you great energy, if they're making you feel so crap true. about yourself, you can unfollow. So true. Or you can, you know, you don't have to listen to that. You you can really mm. pick and choose what you absorb. And I think that's so important on social media as so it's well. It's kind of like put out the right energy but also put it in the right places. Yes, if you're, con if you're constantly putting that good energy into people who don't respect you, they're just not gonna give you the time of the day. You've got so many great qualities, you just need to redirect it. Put it in the right place. Well, yeah. I think that's a great point to go on to our health <laughs> fact of the week. Speaking of good energy, um, did you know that optimistic people live as much as 15% longer than pessimists, according to a new study by scientists at Rockefeller University? What a cool name, Rockefeller University. 15% longer. Thousands of participants complete questionnaires that assess their feelings about the future. The scientists were able to show that the most optimistic people were 1.5 times more likely. Oh, that's a horn. They're they so shocked by that fact. The horn went. Uh, Optimistic people 1.5 times more likely to reach 85 years old than those who are less optimistic. So the scientists said that harboring an optimistic mindset promoted healthy behaviours and also lowered stress levels as optimists may also handle stress better than pessimists. So I guess there's almost an element of like, you're, if you're more optimistic, yeah, you're engaging, perhaps you're optimistic, you go along and yeah. join a club, you spend time with other people. You're listening Maybe, to Taylor Swift. You're listening, listening to Taylor Swift <laughs> and dancing, which probably is gonna be good for your yeah. health. It kind of does make sense, if you're pessimistic, a lot of you're sense, inward. Isn't it? You know, it's a lot of stuff like that. You look at it and go, actually, yeah, I see it. Yeah, it's so and that's when it reinforces, you need to pick and choose what you're gonna engage with. Yeah. If you want that 15% more, more life. Exactly. Well, I think that's a great note to leave it on. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, I've really, you really enjoyed me. it really today. Enjoyed it's been it. fantastic. Stompers, I shall see you over on Behind the Stompcast very shortly, or, and hopefully, Dr. Alex's diaries every Thursday. Wherever you are, wherever you're stomping, look after yourself. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.